For President Lincoln, these campaigns wagered both political risks and opportunities for his besieged administration. A federal-held Chattanooga meant a lasting liberation of Unionist East Tennessee and an open road to Georgia and the interior of the Confederate Southeast. Faced with an ever-receding frontier, the prize proved so valuable to Confederate President Jefferson Davis that he personally traveled to Chattanooga in October 1863 to further his army's likelihood of success there. The first federal effort to seize the city came in the spring and summer of 1862. Between April and June of that year, the Secretary of War, Edwin Stanton, ordered a massive concentration of U.S. forces brought to bear against Chattanooga from various points in the Western Theater. Following the successful seizure of northeast Alabama by Union Brigadier General Ormsby M. Mitchell's division, an almost entirely undefended Chattanooga seemed a prize within easy reach. In June, the War Department, acting decisively, ordered that Major General Don Carlos Buell join Mitchell with the rest of the Army of the Ohio by marching overland from Corinth, Mississippi, and unite with Brigadier General George W. Morgan's command, which would push southward through Knoxville from the Cumberland Gap. The combined strength of this massive pincer movement was designed to isolate Chattanooga and overwhelm its few defenders. The Confederates' reactive offensive strategy, as implemented by the Army of Tennessee's new commander, General Braxton Bragg, however, shifted the federal focus away from the city almost overnight. By advancing his rebels northward through Chattanooga and into Kentucky, Bragg forced Buell and the entirety of the Army of the Ohio to give chase and ultimately give battle near Perryville on October 8th. Though Bragg was ultimately defeated in his failed Kentucky invasion, this move thwarted any Union threat to Chattanooga for some ten months. In many respects, no event of the war provided more colorful figures nor provoked more daring feats than the 1862 Chattanooga campaign. Between the eccentric astronomer General Ormsby Mitchell, the fiery Maine-born Confederate defender of Chattanooga, Danville Ledbetter, East Tennessee Unionist saboteurs known as the Bridge Burners, and most memorably the 24 men of the Andrews Raid, which resulted in the most famous locomotive chase in history, the 1862 campaign provides a rich tapestry for scholars to marvel. Most important of all characteristics, however, is that the failed expedition marked one of the principal missed opportunities experienced by any Union army during the Civil War. Then in 1863, along the banks of the meandering West Chickamauga Creek on September 18th through 20th, the dense scrub forest of northwestern Georgia played host to the largest battle ever fought west of the Appalachian Mountains. Within the ranks of its some 125,000 participants, the slaughter was staggering. The latter 48 hours of the Battle of Chickamauga proved the bloodiest two days of the entire war and what amounted to the most complete Confederate victory and worst Union defeat in the Western Theater, the Butcher's Bill totaled 34,805 killed, wounded, and missing, 
amounting to 28% of both armies. Among the rebel casualties, one corps commander, one division commander, eight brigade commanders, and 52 regimental commanders lay killed or wounded throughout the tangled nest of thickets. No less than 12 Confederate regiments had lost half their total strength. Federal losses were just as bad and included seven brigade commanders and 55 regimental commanders. The calculus of the Chickamauga defeat, however, went far beyond the list of killed and maimed. A Yankee stampede from the battlefield would prove the largest rout of any Union army during the war, nearly twice as large as the retreat from Manassas two years earlier.